0: The Babylon Project was our last best hope for peace. It failed. But in the year of the Shadow War, it became something greater. Our last best hope for victory. The year is 2260. The show, the name of the pop. Episode
1: 54 Messages from Earth in which Sheridan must take drastic action to keep President Clark from obtaining a shadow ship, and the Night Watch steps up their operation on the station. Hello, friends, and welcome back to The Name of the Pod, the Babylon 5 podcast, where we talk about the enduring cultural legacy of Babylon 5 and how it's shaped a lot of the things, uh, the media, the shows, the movies that we love today. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Chris Tatro, and the sultry voice you're about to hear is my co-host... John Cassie. Hi, John. Hello, Chris. Is that sultry enough? Works for me. It's fine. Or is it more creepy? Totally. It, was, it was very Betty Davis. You know, you, you had it.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what I was. I was going for Joan Crawford, but
1: oh, you know, okay. well, sometimes
0: yeah. you don't No more
1: wire hang, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Bad yeah. Skype connection. You know, I should yeah. have gotten that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was going more for a sort of a Faye Dunaway via Joan Crawford kind of
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: Betty mm-hmm. Davis thing
1: obviously yeah clearly i bet great. claudia
0: christian could play betty davis
1: i i think she could yeah I yeah yeah thanks I so definitely. much for listening folks <laughs> all right great. well that's been a great episode yeah uh this is definitely the content that people tune in for yes um yeah well uh we're we're here this week with you know after a couple of weeks of uh, not so strong episodes Boy, the barn is fully on fire.
0: No kidding. Uh,
1: tonight with uh, messages from Earth. Yeah, an extraordinary
0: return to form mm-hmm. uh, of this show after a couple of episodes, let's call them, you know, drifting in the Sargasso Sea of non-prestige format. Got these episode orders we have to fill kind of, uh, you know, content that for you and me, you know, for reasons hither and yon didn't, didn't really land.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This
0: one landed Irma er, Gerd did yeah. this one land, right?
1: Squarely. Squarely. Yeah. To the point where you know, I, I because of our recording schedule, here's a little, you know, peek behind the uh behind the curtain for folks. Right. Because of how we record these and all, you know, usually I don't sit down and watch more than one episode at a time. I like to especially with, you know, memory issues that I have, I like to <laughs> watch one episode, fully digest it. This was as soon as this was done, it's like, all right, press play, go to the next episode. You know, there was no, you know, this was, this this was, this one had me fired up. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, I, I I watched it in exactly the same way. Now, there's a risk, gentle listener, that uh, because uh, Chris and I are, uh, you know, not 20, and we're <laughs> never really strong on the, the memory thing anyway, that we might, Inadvertently insert a content point from Point of No Return into our commentary on Messages from Earth because, in in fairness, they feel like and this is what makes a prestige format show in some respects what it is. It feels like the story between the two episodes seamlessly integrates.
1: Oh, definitely. I yeah. mean, you even you know you you the the next next week's episode Point of No Return will will pick up. Literally at the same moment this episode ends, so yes. it's you know, and and it keeps the same tone, it keeps the same vibe consistently throughout it. Um, just a a, a great back to back pair of episodes. I'm 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 real excited for this for this this week and next here at name of the pod HQ.
0: Yeah, that's right at uh, Pod Dome. Pod Dome. Yeah, um, you know, Chris. One of the things that we. That we kind of riffed on in the in our pre-show conversation is how expand how much more expanded or expansive this episode feels as opposed to two or three episodes where we've really been stuck on the station. Now we we appear to be sort of everywhere, right? We're in the White Star. We're in the Earth system. We're transiting, you know, through jump pods. We're we're on the station. We're uh we're we're on Ganymede, you know,
1: right and um, I mean we had a couple of weeks back you know going to look for the first ones, which yeah, that's that's more expansive, but you know there's there's something there's something special about them jumping into the solar system. That's right, you know that, that you know, coming back to some some place that's that's familiar right. And somehow, when Sheridan
0: leads, the mission. We know that our uh, that our attention is meant to be strongly focused on on, on its importance. Ivanova is a um, is a you know she's a she's a deputy. She's a lieutenant, yep. right? So when yep. when she goes to do the first ones, that's a that's a side quest,
1: right? She's not definitely... she's not on the way to the boss. It was right? definitely a B plot kind of thing and right. yeah,
0: not bad, not a critique. No. Right? I've done plenty of side quests in games that were dynamite fun, but they're not main quests.
1: Mhm. Definitely true. Yeah. Definitely. And this this has main quest written all over it, but um I don't know. I do you think Sheridan did the right thing in in With- jumping into the white star going off and handling this himself uh, as opposed to sending Ivanova or someone else whose absence might not be as as noted
0: yeah that's a that's a yeah that's a provocative question
1: there wasn't really even any discussion no there was no no strategy meeting or anything like that it was just well I'm you know I'm going boom yeah. You know, get get the leather jacket and head off to the White Star.
0: That's right. You know, given what we know about Sheridan as a leader, take charge, decisive, uh, not really interested in looking back, not especially uh, torn up with internal... Uh, self-doubt, you know. Right. It was totally in keeping with his character. It is. Um, and I think he views the White Star as his sort of personal, his and Delen's sort of personal mm-hmm. uh, uh, sort of fiefdom, right? You know, this mm-hmm. is my ship, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked about Sheridan all along, chafing under the... Uh, the, the the burden of being a military governor
1: it's not his style
0: yeah it's not his jam right so any chance to get out and and uh, you know pilot around and do your thing Sheridan is likely to take I think if he if he put it off to Ivanova that would have been a strange kind of miss I I would be saying well why haven't we been given any evidence that he's "Quote unquote," growing into a more mature perspective yet, mm-hmm. right? This is this is what I expect from him, and lo and behold, he, you know, he does it. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you think?
1: It, it, there would have had to have been a scene where someone convinces him, you know, presents very soundly the evidence that. Hey, these these Nightwatch folks are kind of keeping an eye on st- on things. Maybe maybe something following a conversation between Zach and Garibaldi. Right. You know, they're gonna be they're gonna notice if you're gone. Um, there'd have to be an external motivation applied for him to stay on the station and send Ivanova, or send you know. Well, I guess she's really the only the only viable candidate to send in his in his place. Um, I think it would have made for an interesting episode because he would have had he would have been stuck on the station, you know, pacing like a, like a tiger in a cage. Yeah. You know, you know what's going on out there? I don't, you know, they've got, they're under radio silence. I don't know. Um, I want to, I want to be out there where the action is in a lot of the same ways that Ivanova in this episode was saying how much she wanted to be right there as well. That right. She felt, she felt, uh, you know, her out of place being left behind. Uh, right but there's yeah there's no question in my mind that that you know oh you're gonna go off and talk to some ancient ancient space aliens talking okay uh susan why don't you uh here's (laughs) the keys you know don't 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 get a scratch fill it up with gas on the way back um oh there's gonna be shooting you know yeah i'm in
0: stovetop i'm staying exactly yeah right yes is there is there there an opportunity that i can fire my uh, my uh, uh, ultra menace missiles why yes please
1: can I do some really wacky, ill-advised maneuvering with this ship that strains all rules of physics and structural integrity? That's for me. Oh, uh, yes, you can. <laughs> oh, sign me up. Sign me yeah. up, right. So so I, I, it, would have, it would have taken a lot to convince him to stay. And the episode would have had to have been written differently yeah, because right. I don't think any other commander could have pulled off the the maneuvering and and faking out the Agamemnon and all of this that that he did.
0: Yeah, there's no evidence that Ivanova has that level of tactical sophistication.
1: No, right? You know, it, and it, it's it does make me you know they started they started leading there in season one with her.
0: Right, and then they and gave then it dropped
1: up that dropped that thread. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, she focused on putting her experience points more into the diplomacy tree.
0: Right, and so. And, and and therefore each is playing according to role. Right. Right. Sheridan out there mm-hmm. doing ill advised things with a ship that he can't replace.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Um kind of right in the heart of the scrum. Right. Ivanova Because Ivanova's absence would also have been noted. Right now, maybe it might not have been I mean, put, maybe there might not have been yeah. as much weight put on it, mm-hmm. but that might still have needed to be explained away, which would now be in the hands of True. Sheridan and Garibaldi and, and Franklin, which would be harder to do.
1: Yeah, honestly, right? if somebody's gonna sort of lie and dissemble to hide what's going on, I'd, I'd prefer to have Ivanova doing that.
0: Right, Bec- uh, totally, right? You've at least got a yeah. shot that it's gonna succeed. Mm-hmm. And it's not a not a critique of uh, of Sheridan, but it's not his jam.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. get the sense that he's a good liar yeah he's too, well, he's, too he's too lawful good.
0: yeah he's not uh he, you know there's that sort of misdirection kind of I'll tell you 80% of the truth mm-hmm. and he even says that I mean I'm gonna go to point of he even says this in point of no return you know you you, you bury. You bury a lie inside of, uh, you know, in, 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 inside of a souffle of truth and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it goes down easier, right? Okay, right. Um, here, here's the—I the, I guess the reason why Sheridan has to be on the White Star is not so much the Ivanova thing, but rather, in this episode, you have to pair Sheridan and Delenn and Ivanova and Marcus— Yes. Because there, because you're doing too much character work with those relationships. And yes. I don't think the Ivanova-Marcus pairing on the White Star again mm-hmm. kind of fits. Like, I wouldn't... I might have had the same thought process that you did, and I would have ended up by saying, well, Sheridan's a cowboy. I'm going to put him on the ship. Right. Right. Oh, and I'm going to put Delen there as well because I really want to do some work with them. Right. Yep. And I th- I thought that was I thought that was rather nice. I thought that scene with the uh and WTF the Mimbari beds.
1: Weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Weird like fourth level that...
0: esoteric not, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Mimbari weirdness, right? Um
1: I sorry, you, I just got dive bombed you... by a the largest moth I've ever seen. I think some <laughs> You know, small Japanese women just were singing and summoned it into my house. <laughs> yeah, good lord. Summoning Mothra from? Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. That's yeah. that's pretty huge. I'm sorry. Please. No, continue. no, no.
0: Please. Um, <laughs> it seems that in that in every podcast that I've been recording for the last week. Uh, there's one of these moments where this <laughs> one host or the other is like, what the f you know
1: <laughs> yeah, some sort of bizarre interruption going on. yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. uh so I think you got to have Sheridan and Delenn together and I would rather have them on the the white star mm-hmm. um, on th- to the point about the white star though, okay, I think an opportunity was was missed to give Lanier just a little bit more and a little different business. Here's what I mean. Lanier has demonstrated that his foo is probably the best of anyone's, okay? Yes. He's got a good tactical mind and a uh, good—he can read— the situation in front of him Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: like Sheridan is able and willing to make quick decisions and stick with them. I'm thinking about that whole business last season where he's defending the other member of his, uh, of his house. And, you know, I had to lie to protect your honor. And then by extension, all of us, right? Right. You know, that required, a certain degree of thinking on his part, uh, uh, clever thinking. You know, Lanier is behind the 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 tactical station on that ship. I don't know. Give him an opportunity to suggest something. Give him an opportunity yeah. to 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 do something.
1: Yeah. Don't it's a make small all thing. of the all of the really the, <clears throat> the big plans that end up being sort of you know, audacious and save the day. They don't all have to come from Sheridan. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It would you be know, nice to, to, to give Lanier some more of that, to have him do something kind of surprising.
0: Right. Right. Um, you know, that he—and if you don't want to diminish Sheridan in any way, you, you have Sheridan offer an idea. Hmm. Lanier riffs on the idea— Sheridan riffs on that idea and then gives an order that reflects and, and an understanding of Lanier's, right?
1: And then they say the last line sort of in simultaneously, you know, of their, they go back and forth with their, oh, then we just, we cross circuit to B and, yeah. <laughs> you know, we you know, increase the amplitude of the sensor arrays. Of course it'll work. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah exactly. They, they give a big high five and then they, they jump back to their stations and go.
0: That may be a little more than i
1: yeah. Sort okay, of had in my now. head, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you went know. off the rails once again. That's oh, all good. Um
0: yeah. But you see what I mean. That, that I do. You know, you bring Lanier along and he should be more than just the person translating for the crew at this point, it seems to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would I would think so. Um You know, especially when he's on the White Star. I, I don't think that Sheridan is ever any more kirk than when he's in that chair on the White Star. Oh, Totally. He, even, he even kind of has the, the half slump. Yeah, that's know, the, right. That's the Shatner right, yeah. sort of sl- like sh- sh- slouch to one side going right. on. Um, so, uh, and, and, you know, you never really got Mr. Sulu, you know, suggesting back or, or Chekhov. They never really, they never suggested back ideas. You know, you might get ideas from, you know, from Spock. right or or Scotty might have some other kind of stuff and that would be i guess in this in this analogy that would be Delenn indeed since she's the only other uh, person on the ship who speaks a language that you know Sheridan can understand yeah um, that's going to get awkward yeah i hope they find a way around that i don't i, I don't long. i don't know if they do yeah um, well. but
0: i, I look I, I i take your point about Lanier yeah maybe being uh uh, you know that that wouldn't be a protocol move, yeah. right? Yeah. But yet y- you know, there's a and JMS would, would hit this point six ways to Sunday. There's a fundamental difference between the way that the Babylon five races interact and the way that Starfleet operates. Oh absolutely right. So absolutely. you know maybe you give linear a pass. Yeah. You know, because of uh you know because of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the best Linear scenes are well, not the best, but a lot of the really good linear scenes are when he's when he's being surprisingly kick-ass. So uh, I would, I would like to see him get the opportunity, you know, you know, sometime when he's forced into a position of command of the ship, you know, everybody else is incapacitated or something. Right. And he has to step up. Um, Those are the kinds of moments that I think, you know, could be interesting and, and, you know, show us some interesting sides of the character. Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it didn't have to be here. No. Um, now, Sheridan not firing on Agamemnon.
1: Mm. Yeah. Sheridan's that, at a point in his journey, isn't he? It's a tough call. I mean, it's a really tough call. Yeah. Um, and of course, it had to be his ship, you know. Naturally, he, right. Which yeah. he even says. I mean, and he's only been off it a year at this point, year and a half, maybe. So he's, you know, doubtless still knows a lot of the people serving over there. No question. He can't blow it out of the sky.
0: Right. Even though it's the only ship in the quadrant.
1: Of course. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, I mean, he just, he couldn't, he couldn't... Th- there's there's no way that, that that could be justified. Yeah. And if he had fired on it, I mean, even just to disable the engines or something, um, that would have been... And that would have been a point of no return for Sheridan.
0: That's right. Um, Yeah. 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 I think I might have made that ship Ron Canada's ship. Okay. From season one. Yeah. The name of the ship eludes me.
1: Was that the Hyperion?
0: Hyperion. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would have made, you know, look, make it a ship we've seen. Sure. Right. If he's not willing to fire on his own ship, well, that's totally reasonable. Right. Right. His friends are over there. Yeah. Right. You know, you've got stories galore, you know, from the American Civil War of of, uh, you know, one side or the other being anxious to fire on on the other because maybe my brother's over there. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's almost it's almost unfair. Right. Right. But if it's the Hyperion or the Exeter or some other kind of ship, Mm -hmm. well, then then his failure to fire on it shows where his needle is on resisting Clark. Yeah. Right? His yeah. Des- and if he fired on it, that would show that he's further along.
1: Right. Right. The scale is is really too too weighed too heavily by it being the Agamemnon. I think so. I yeah. think so.
0: Um I rather liked the uh, the strategy. You know, trust in mm-hmm. the White Star's technology.
1: Yeah,
0: right. Hope that the shadow ship is, as Delenn had said, essentially insane. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and will be unable to execute the kind of maneuver it probably could execute if it were not insane.
1: Or m- insane slash more fully properly bonded. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a calculated risk.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, um, I, and then, I guess no, I, no, I liked it, but but, yeah, I'm 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 hemming and hawing here because, uh, the situation is then resolved with another kind of cute jump gate engine, trick. Yes, um, and it runs the danger of being too much like like 1980s 1990s iron man comics <sighs> where you know we've got this un, un, unbeatable villain here well you know i just happen to have a new device that i built into my armor that i've never mentioned before that that can do the job nicely
0: right um, it's trick arrows on green arrow that kind of thing
1: yeah 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 you pull out the 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 you, you push the limits of the technology uh which you haven't really defined very well in ways that allow you to more easily get out of the uh, out of the situation. Um, it feels a little like cheating, right? But it's, uh, but it's not. I mean, it's not as it's not as egregious as some of the, you know, some of the other uh, examples we've seen in the, you know, the competition uh, over the years.
0: That's right. It does feel a bit too clever by half, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And especially using using a a a clever jump gate trick you know twice sort of the first two combat outings of the white star you know all right so we yeah. done that again okay let's yeah. let's let's find some other way to elude them or to you know maybe it's the maneuverability of the white star or maybe it's um you know they, they mentioned uh, the exploding gases uh you know maybe they just sort of vanish into you know they they they, they shoot their guns and vanish into a cloud of of you know burning methane or something.
0: Yeah, you know, or, or, or maybe it is it is another jump gate trick, but this one involves opening three jump points in succession and they go boom, 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 and skip across the atmosphere of the planet. Yeah. You know, causing all of this kind of atmospheric chaos that... Massive thunderclaps, that, claps, that, yeah, kind, of that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, you know, because it really feels mm-hmm. like it's sort of the, the, the same. Yeah. Right? And it's like, well, we've only seen the ship five times. Yeah. Right, give us give us something else.
1: Show sure, us if if they're gonna and this this is almost contradictory to what I said merely two moments ago. But you know I contain multitudes. Um, <laughs> give, give us a new give us some other kind of technology. If 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 this is this really amazing ship and has all these neat tricks, well, will show us some other show us some other tricks. Right, you know falling back on on. You know the jump gate again. Well, there's always a canal or a fjord or something. You know, you're always going to be able to to, to to beat the situation with your jump with your jump drives. So
0: yeah, right. There's always a canal or a fjord. Nice deep, nice deep reference right there. Hey, you know, there yeah. we go.
1: That'll be in the show notes. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm 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 here all week. You know, you know, <laughs> enjoy the buffet. Yeah. Um What is that shadow ship doing in the Earth system? Buried forever, buried for a thousand years.
1: Well, I mean, it's not answered,
0: but I was like, "Oh, yeah. what the?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. bad." <laughs> the the I mean, and it's it's not just one, and they're not all gathered together in the same place. You've got one on Mars, yeah, you've right. Got one on Ganymede, right. Okay, what else is out there? Right. We we crack the ice crust of Europa. Or are we going to find another one down there? Right. You
0: no. Know, right. Is there,
1: based on pluto next to the the um oh god what was the what was the weapon on pluto star blazers that was the the, the Gamelon base was on pluto the reflex and gun the, the reflex gun <laughs> yes thank you thank you <clears throat>
0: uh
1: yeah so
0: why aren't we doing a podcast about star blazers that's the question
1: some weeks, it seems like we do a podcast about everything except Babylon 5. That's correct. So, um, but really, you <laughs> know, this thank episode... thank you, gentle can't...
0: listeners, for not slagging us on that, because Lord knows we could... We, we're we we're, we're wide open. <laughs> we're exposed yeah, we'd have to no, a slagging.
1: No defense, no defense. Right. But, but, you know, in defense of this of our own, um, you know, meanderings, this episode is strong enough that it it speaks for itself in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, we're 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 riffing on it. Look, you know, we yeah. we 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 talked about previous episodes. You are not worthy of being sustained in a prestige format. This episode is a prestige format episode of Babylon 5. True. You've got Sheridan and Delenn character content. You've got essential shadow content. You've got a cool space battle. Back home on Babylon 5, you've got uh, Marcus and Ivanova content. Mm-hmm. You've got fantastic Night Watch content. Yes, right. I mean, I I got to give huge props uh, to um, to um, Jeff Conway. You can I mean, really see God. the conflict. Yeah, he's now. doing is- good work. Yes, uh, I mean he we were talking about him suffering previously that was nothing compared to where he is now. I mean True. this is a character who is like absolutely stricken yes. by by what he has to by, by, by what he has to do, which is stop acting like a night watch agent and what he's said he's going to do it's super conflicted. he's doing great work, right you keep that. Right. Definitely. Right. And you know, the stuff about interplanetary investigations, you know, you you've you know, we've hit on that three or four times previously. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you keep that stuff. I mean, there you keep everything.
1: Right. Right? Right. Um I yeah. I I I liked the, the interact the Marcus and Ivanova pieces because really it makes sense for him to be wondering at this point where does he fit into the whole team. How does how does right you know, he's he's the he's the new kid he's just transferred into school, you know right. it's halfway through the junior year you know, or, or it's it's you know start of the junior year and and you know everybody has their knows where they sit in the cafeteria right so where does he fit in
0: right and I and we've uh, gotten
1: a better view of his chart right his I case- want to hear about the Ottoman Empire
0: who doesn't right.
1: I thought that Wrong was people I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Bad people don't right. want to hear <laughs> about the Ottoman
0: Empire. If you don't like the Ottoman Empire, unsubscribe. Um Yeah, I thought that I thought that was a funny little bit, right? Yeah. Um The one the one uh the one piece of relationship development that we haven't talked about, which I think may be the best bit of this whole of this whole episode, the part that I liked the best was Garibaldi visiting Shikar. Yes. I, God bless, you and I have talked at length about how this is the, you know, Jakar and Lando show. And mm-hmm. the growth that JMS is giving Jakar, opening that character up even more, more subtlety, more depth, more wisdom, more of everything that makes him so great. We saw in the two-minute interaction here, where you, this is the uh, this is the Zenjikar. Yes, this, this is this this is Jakar's spiritual leader. The Book of Jakar, mm-hmm. which is what he's writing. Right. Right. Yes. And I was thinking about Garibaldi and Jakar, and Garibaldi and Londo, and thinking about how both of those two characters reflect a kind of version of Garibaldi that Garibaldi himself struggles with. Centered, Mm. uh, um, thoughtful, versus the sort of hedonist uh, pleasure seeker, uh, prone to making bad decisions, right? Uh And I was like, that's, you know, I had never thought about Garibaldi as somehow embodying these two aliens that he that he is friends with, right?
1: Yeah, they're like the angel and the devil on his shoulders,
0: right? And mm-hmm. and now that I've seen it that way, it's like, well, of course we never see Garibaldi and Londo anymore because Garibaldi has evolved from being londo ish to jakar like
1: mm-hmm. I, you know, I think. It might even be safe to say that he had moved away from being Londo ish even before the start of the show.
0: I would say that's true, um, yes. When
1: he you know, when he sobered up right. and he kind of, you know, got his life back together. It right. sure seems like the earlier, the younger Garibaldi was much more Londo. You know. There's still yeah. the the kind of goofy, silly you know, piece of him. You know, the dot with the Daffy Duck. You know, cartoons yeah, and yeah. the the motorcycle and all of that. Um, but he's definitely, you know, he's he's definitely got that sense of honor um, and responsibility that I think are uh, that I think make it difficult for him to to really connect. It's it's almost like when he's around Londo it's 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 like nostalgia. Nicely put. That's, that's, he's, he's remembering how it, how he used to be.
0: Right. It's the 40 year old guy revisiting the frat house. Yeah. Right. And saying, uh, hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's, because he's grown, you know, in a, you know, in a, in a particular direction.
1: Uh, yeah. I thought. He, go- he goes in wanting to have fun and hang out with Londo. Right. You know, even though Londo bugs him and, you know, borrows money from him and all of that at yeah. the very start. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but, but he's he's moved past that. Yeah. I,
0: you know, Andres Katsoulis, I've only said it a hundred times. I'm just going to say it again. What an extraordinary actor bringing his, his best stuff yeah. to this great character. Yeah. Um, I, I loved Jakar when we started this and now I'm like, come on, the Narna the, the yeah. Narn are the coolest, Jakar's yeah. the
1: coolest. They've got the best no. outfits.
0: They certainly do.
1: Yeah. And I don't remember if it's in, this is one of those, this may be the only slip that we make where we can't remember if it's I know in this where episode or in the next It's
0: one. in the next episode. I know where you're going.
1: Is it? Go. Should I
0: cut this out? No, no, go.
1: Oh, it where where Lando finishes his line and leans back in the bunk and his face sort of drops into shadow. Uh, Not no. Londo, Jakar, when Jakar does. Jakar does. I'm sorry, I said Londo, didn't. Uh, you did. I should probably just cut all of this.
0: No, no, please leave it. I should uh, go back.
1: Uh, I should cut the past thirty-two minutes.
0: Uh, I think that's a little strong. I think you should cut that's the last a, yeah. past thirty-two episodes fair um, yeah <laughs> yeah where, no, that, where that's jakar this
1: episode. leans back in in and his face falls i just thought that was just a, a really well shot scene
0: nice yeah totally no yeah. I, I i thought you were going to uh the scene where we saw only his boots no walking onto the bridge
1: i y- that's yeah. the next episode that's the next episode right yeah. yes because he's still in the who's go.
0: he's still in the who's mm-hmm. yeah that's right um This this feels like the start of a sequence of episodes. JMS has alluded to this in, you know, in his lengthy correspondence about writing and making this program when he was making it. Mm -hmm. This is the start of really the program has fully arrived where it where it means to be. Yeah, it, it's all you know. What was the uh, all heat, no skits? <laughs> yes, is that
1: how you put it? That was that. I think those that those have been my words. Yeah, yes. right,
0: right. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, some shows never get here. You know, they they, no. they they never get to. You know, look what what does this look like in Lost? We're going forward in time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Holy crap! Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, it's Best of Both Worlds Part 1, right? Right. It's, uh, you know, it's the, uh, go.
1: No, I was just going to say, you're absolutely right that that a lot of shows, I would say most shows never get to this point where everything falls into place. Everything that you've been setting up for the past two and a half years has, has, has been, is now being (laughs) put into motion, Right. Right.
0: It's um It's in some respects not the red wedding in Game of Thrones but rather right. Jon Snow versus the Night King way down mm-hmm. in like in like season 6. Mm-hmm. And you know a- afterwards, you know he has to go to uh uh Oh, I can't remember. L- Leanne, not Leanna Mormont. The
1: the girl. Yeah. Um. What was her name? People are screaming at their radios.
0: Yeah, I'm screaming at it now, too.
1: Um. Started with an S.
0: Hold, please. Hmm. No, it was Leanna Mormont. Okay, Le- Leanna's yeah the daughter. Okay. Yeah, the 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 the, the little yeah. girl. You know, yeah. where, where where he has to say, you know, look, uh, uh, your, you know, th- this this man's, uh, you know, uh, uncle and and he are the only two who have actually faced the Night King, and the Night King kicked our asses, <laughs> right. Okay. Well, uh-huh. now, now that that is what the story is actually about, right? Mm-hmm. The Game of Thrones itself is is a, the sort of infuriating sideshow of people not taking care of what needs to be taken care of,
1: mm-hmm. right? Very true.
0: Um, so I just thought this episode was, uh, you know, was extraordinary across, you know, across every uh, across every dimension of it.
1: Yeah. Agreed. So I think that's a wrap then for us for this week. And do you have anything else to? No, no. I think we've uh, I think we've covered okay. it. Uh, okay, well we will uh we will uh I'm sorry. My brain just completely shut down. Alistair. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jesus
0: wept. <laughs> what was that? I can't. I can't start an episode <laughs> properly, and you can't one. end one. <laughs> okay. Um, Do you want me to help?
1: No, I've got it. I've you've got, got it. it. Okay. Got okay. okay. Well, then, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll call this one a wrap, and um, we you know here and at the at the pod dome, we'll get ready to record next episode. But uh, for those of you out there, you'll have to wait another week. For your another exciting installment of the name of the pod, um, please in the in the meantime um, jump onto the Facebook group and you know, discuss the episode with us. Let us know uh, what you think. There's been a lot of great discussion out there for sure uh, lately. Uh, people reflecting on why some of the episodes are their favorite. I, I love that. I love when I see a new notification come in and somebody's left a comment and they're talking about their experiences with Babylon Five. Right. Um, it's a great conversation. Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's it's fun to read. Um, Anyway, go there. Do that. Um, Rate, review, subscribe. Talk to your friends. And uh, we will be back next week. For the point
0: of no return.
1: We will see you then. Okay. Bye, Chris. Uh, It's going to be a lot of editing going on in this file.